En nombre del Padre, y del Hijo, y del Espíritu Santo. Amén. Matthew's account of the Canaanite woman is an unsettling one, disturbing at so many levels. First, Jesus gives this woman, pleading for her daughter, the cold shoulder. Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But Jesus did not say a word. Excuse me? Not a word? What kind of Jesus is this who appears apathetic to the cry of a suffering mother? Should not Jesus drop everything to help this poor woman's daughter? Where is the mercy? This picture of Jesus at first confounds us. Then the narrative goes on when the disciples ask Jesus to send away this persistent woman who just won't be quiet. One begins to think, Oh, I see what's happening here. Jesus has set this whole thing up to teach his selfish, insensitive, heartless disciples some lesson about compassion and mercy. That's where this story is going. Right? Wrong. Jesus confounds us once again. We want to make Jesus look good, but it's not working. If anything, Jesus seems to confirm the judgment of his disciples when he says in plain terms, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. It appears that healing a Canaanite woman's daughter is not in the plans, not the main object of the mission. But the Canaanite woman insists she won't leave Jesus alone. This is not nagging or even mere persistence. As the Magi bow down before the Christ child in Matthew's infancy narrative, this woman too, in a gesture of worship, actually gets down on her knees and says to Jesus, Lord, help me. So she's a woman of faith, a woman who worships, who calls upon the name of her Lord to help her. This should mean something to Jesus. It should count for something, shouldn't it? But once again, Jesus does not meet our expectations. One's faith and worship are not good enough to receive mercy. Instead, Jesus says to the woman, It is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. What? Did Jesus just call this woman a dog? Is that not a term of contempt? Jews often used to refer to Gentiles. Disturbing. Or is it? What if there is nothing wrong with Jesus? What if Jesus is just doing what he is supposed to be doing? As the obedient son of God, Jesus is faithful to the Father, loyal to the mission for which the Father has sent him. 
obedient to the Father who has anointed him with the Spirit to be the servant? What if Jesus is focused, on target, clear about his mission? He is the faithful Son of God. He is the suffering servant. Jesus has come to help the lost sheep of Israel who have gone astray. And he will not let our expectations detract him from his faithfulness to God and from his persistent, suffering, servant love for his people, Israel. Is there anything wrong with this? Does Jesus give the Canaanite woman the cold shoulder? Or is he simply being obedient to the Father and his mission as servant to those who have gone astray? Is Jesus being apathetic, harlessed towards this woman? Or is his heart simply in the right place? Is Jesus just being plain mean to the non-Jewish woman? Or is Jesus simply calling a thing what it is? Expressing in plain terms that his mission is to the children of Israel. What if Jesus is not the problem? Then that's the end of us, isn't it? Then we become the problem. We protest against this Jesus who does not say a word to the suffering mother. We protest against this Jesus who validates the disciples' desire to keep the suffering woman away. We protest against this Jesus who wants to give food to the children and not to the dogs. We protest because deep inside we see the worst of us in this Jesus whom we have fabricated. And we do not like what we see. We see ourselves as the children whom Jesus came to feed. We do not want to see ourselves as the dogs who must settle for the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Within our own church body, we see believers who think of themselves as the children and treat other believers like the dogs, believers like this Gentile woman, believers just like us out there, children who feel they are more special than the dogs because they have been in the church the longest, or they are the founding members, or they have given more money or time to the church, or they speak a certain language or look a certain way, believers just like us, children who feel they are more special to the Lord because of something in them or something they have done, and they act like it. Who are the dogs among us? Who are those other believers to whom we give the cold shoulder, whom we want to send away and keep quiet? It is difficult for me not to read the account of the Syrophoenician woman from the distant area of Tyre and Sidon, and think, for example, of countless Hispanic women, Latinas, in this country, who take care of our children and plead to God for our daughters, who raise our kids in the faith with little resources, often when the men are not around, the dogs who believe 
and yet are often marginalized by the children in our churches because they talk or look different or because they contribute less to the church financially or because they have not been around long enough to use the kitchen. We have become so historically detached from Matthew's account that we might no longer see ourselves as the dogs, the new Gentiles, the other believers in town. We fail to see, brothers and sisters, we are this woman. Like her, we had no right to claim anything for ourselves before Jesus. No faith or works to bring before him. Just a cry for mercy. Lord, help me. Please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. Brothers, sisters, this poor woman's story is the story of our lives. Like the woman. We ask for what we know we don't deserve. But also, like the woman, we ask for what we know only the Lord can give. We will relive her story this morning as we come to Jesus who meets us at his table. And like this woman of faith, bow down and humbly, yet boldly, receive his help and salvation. The crumbs that fall from our master's table are more than enough for us. More than enough for full life, full forgiveness. The story ends up with a surprising look into the heart of Jesus, into the heart of God. As Jesus once praised the pagan cities of Tyre and Sidon for their faith, our Lord here also praises the faith of this woman from that neck of the woods. This woman who bowed down before him and put her trust solely in him. In Matthew's infancy narrative, the Magi also bowed down before the Christ child. And the Gentiles' nation's acceptance of Jesus is foreshadowed. But Jesus' healing of this woman's daughter like his healing of the centurion's servant in Capernaum, also foreshadows Jesus' acceptance of Gentiles who call upon his name into the kingdom of God. Jesus said to the woman, Great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed from that hour. We see the heart of God in the mercy of Christ, who wants to show his forgiveness, his help to the nations. The Lord was faithful to the Father and his mission to the children of Israel. But the Lord has been gracious to the dogs too. So do unto others and be merciful unto others, as the Lord has shown mercy. En el nombre del Padre, y del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. Amén.